Well, hello again. This is week two of the Mood Podcast. My name is Chip. I am Ash. And this is Mood. Mood. Nice coordination there. (laughs) Um, So we'll get on with the show. Uh, First section, if you will, is Good and Black. So uh, what do you have this week? You didn't ask me my mood. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay. Um, Ow. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. All right. What's your mood today? Um, I wouldn't say I'm salty, more so lightly salted. I have an eye infection from some Yikes. makeup. So I look like I am strung out, but I'm really not. Still I'm just cute. in a lot of pain. Oh, well, thank you. But yeah, so uh, kind of boo on Jaclyn Hill for this palette because <laughs> oh. I gave her a shot and I was like, you know what? I like the concept of what she's doing. I'm going to buy the palettes and, you know, it, it's fine despite her controversy. Um, but yeah. Like you definitely was, did give a big shot. I, I gave it a I shot. I remember that. And I really like some of the colors, but I also don't like having an eye infection. So that's my mood. What about you? Um, I am feeling, I don't know if this is a mood or if there's an adjective for it, but I feel like I'm wolfing. Like what? It's, <laughs> well, <laughs> wolfing is a term when you haven't had a haircut oh. in a long time. Like for guys who are trying to get waves and stuff like that, yeah, wolfing is when it, it, gets, it gets past the point where yeah. it's supposed to be manageable for the style that you're looking for i guess that's like the way you could put it into terms but um i feel like yeah i mean physically yes i definitely need to (laughs) cut my hair and we do need to twist my hair but i also feel like i'm in a period of growth Hmm. some new growth growth. shout out new growth and there's a little bit of ambiguity associated with that new growth yes so yes that's that's kind of my mood right there yeah Well, this week in Good in Black, uh, we wanted to give a good, strong, hearty shout out to Amara Enya. Um, If you don't know her, she is a 35-year-old multilingual activist and journalist um, in Chicago, and she's running for mayor. Um, Just a little bit about her. She grew up in the South Suburbs and graduated from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign with a PhD in education policy. And so I was looking her up and trying to figure out, well, what is this like woman about, especially since Chance chose to endorse her? And so one of her big policies is that she wants to um, end the police academy that's planned to go into Garfield Park. And she wants to use that money to actually fund block clubs that will kind of allow the communities to self-police, if you will. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. And then she's also a big supporter of an elected school board, which we need in Chicago. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And so one of her like big statements that she said is perhaps we should be prioritizing initiatives that would make Chicago truly world class, not just for those passing through, but for the millions who live in the city's neighborhoods. And so... I really like that she's all about empowering the people of Chicago and kind of less of the tourists because we live here and I would like to live in a nice place. (laughs) So yeah, shout out to her. We definitely do live here. And I I recently heard, this was very strange, that there was a woman who came to my job talking about the charter school situation Um, and that because there have been so many charter schools that 
have popped up in Chicago. Something that they More don't than most. have in the in the charter school system is because there's no overarching board over them. They don't have like a governing body that says they you know Sounds are doing right. right or aren't doing right and so Yikes. they kind of govern themselves and so that elected school board would kind of yeah help supplement the fact that instead of them just kind of doing what they want to do they would have some right. people in there from the community who could also you yes. know check on that from the community because i find that a lot of these people in the school boards don't have kids in the schools that they're trying to govern so it's kind of a moot point that they're just up there <laughs> doing their own thing right well this week in the culture um congratulations to prince harry and Meghan markle because they are expecting a royal tot um i'm pretty sure people are going to be very excited and hyped for this woman's baby because we were all very intrusively hyped for her wedding so you know shout out to her and to those of you who also feel like you're getting a win through her baby yeah, I mean, not a shout out to colonialism. Yeah, no. In that sort of history. I mean, she chose But that. yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's American. She's an American black woman. I think she's American. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked into her well, that much. I'm excited for a black woman having a baby. Yeah, like a royal I baby. Like, y'all got to call this baby princess. Like, yeah, that's. She is a princess. Like, legally, you have to call her that. That's her title. That is her title. It's her government issue yes, title. Yes, I'm so excited for this baby. That's like, kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, black she's because she's like the first black, like. I guess not first black princess, but yeah, like. There are other royal Yeah, families. but I mean, like, colonially, like they're finally getting a mix like they're mixing it in and harry because he's a redhead yeah that technically means that he's got a lot more melanin in his oh skin yeah for and sure in his dna than probably the rest of his yeah. brothers and so you know and their hey, line is probably granted, less squeaky clean know, than megan, they would like to think you know megan markle is definitely light and he is white, but the baby might actually have some color. Oh, I hope so. I hope they have a chocolatey baby. <laughs> that um, would be very great. So also this week, uh, poor Orlando Brown. That crazy dude. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know, and if you for somehow missed most of the 90s, uh, Orlando Brown was Eddie and That's So Raven. And he is reportedly going to rehab after his friends had to stage an intervention, which, first of all, took you long enough. Second of all, why did it take you so long to intervene in your friend's life? Um, but they checked him and he, you know, went to rehab. So hopefully he gets the help that he needs because it was real scary for a really long time. Well, shout out to the intervention. I, I used to think those commercials for the bahama ventions were really funny i don't even know what that is <laughs> well check them out later but there would be people who were very stressed out who couldn't see that they were stressed out oh and their shout whole out family me. was around them and they're like you need a vacation oh and my it was gosh called the bahama yes Vention. somebody if you want to gift me with a bahama vention my cash <laughs> app is dollar sign just kidding i'm not gonna do that well i mean people be, <laughs> i see it on twitter they like yo send me them dollars nobody responds to this i mean i just saw i mean if y'all do let did. me know i'm gonna put up a poll y'all can let me know if y'all be responding would and sliding cash would to people. Would you throw your girl some change <laughs> For real? on the cash app? Because I could use a smooth 10K. I mean, um, even just a 10 would be nice. Too. 
saying. Support my candy addiction. Um, Luke Cage got canceled. So that's a thing. Um, I'm not surprised because I know that Marvel is kind of trying to pull out of Netflix for their, you know, streaming service. Their big Disney streaming yeah, so, conglomerate. Uh, not Iron Man. Iron Fist got canceled. But that was a bad show. I didn't watch it. It was that bad. Oh, okay. And I also didn't watch season two of Luke Cage, so. Yeah. I mean, it, it might have been canceled rightfully that. so. Like, I don't know. I feel like I didn't hear a lot it's about it. This. Well, I mean, no, because like when it first came out, we were all talking about it heavy. True. The first season was great. And I feel like if this season was good, and I don't know, maybe they started too good. Like they came out the gates running with like a really good first season. Mm-hmm. And then maybe second season went bad. Who knows? But somebody who is getting a win this week in the kind of TV creative world is Tyler, the creator. Um, He just signed a deal with Sony for a new TV and digital projects. Um, And he's been hinting at like creating a black animation with like an all black cast. I don't know if they're going to have superpowers or what, but that'd be cool. You know, I'm hoping that that's what he's working on. I um, the last time Tyler, the creator was on television, he was not my, I was not a fan of his. There are a lot of people who are not fans of his. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what he's going to bring to the table, um, with this new project. Would you like Tyler, the creator? Would I like Tyler, the creator? No, I said you do like Tyler, the creator. Well, I've come to like Tyler, the creator. I think his early stuff on, I didn't understand and... The majority of the, we'll say, hype around him seemed to be really negative. Yeah. Like, it was very violent. It was very homophobic. It was very focused on negative emotions. And I couldn't really get with that at the time that it was coming out. Now, when Flower Boy came out, I listened to it and thought wow, this seems like somebody who might actually have a handle on some things. Yeah. The music was incredible. The album was really, really great. And so that made me go back and listen to some of the things you know, that he had done earlier on. And he intentionally puts a lot of abrasive and aggressive things in his old music to weed out the people who should not be listening to his music And I thought that that was very interesting because as you get into it, he essentially only talks about his feelings and where he's at emotionally and how it's a troubled place and not a great place, but there's still real things that he and lots of other young people are going through. And I can see why lots of young people at that time just flocked to his music because of what he was talking to, but me being slightly older than that group at that time. This is not for I was me. like, yeah, this is not that's totally not for me, but you know, I eventually got around to it and not that I love that older stuff. I'm much more in tune with the newer stuff. Um, you know, he was he was doing some stuff that needed to be done at that time, so, you know, I could be madder at it and there was a lot of stuff that yeah. I was kind of mad at, but in retrospect, I mean, everybody's been a stupid kid and you know, everyone's dealt with true crazy feelings it's like the person i was at that age you know the people he was reaching out to when i look back at that time in my life i'm like yeah probably not the best yeah 
Um, so also Netflix just signed a series with Tia Maori and Loretta Devine um, called Family Reunion. I haven't really looked up what it's about, but the one thing I do know is that they have an all black writing room. Wow. That's all a really big deal. Black. Yes. And now I doubt this is the first time that this has happened, but I am very excited that it's happening more because um, for a really long time, like our stories were being told through the lens of white people and, you know, no, thank you. So now it's exciting. And everybody loves Tia Maori. Like she's just a gem. And so it's going to be good to see her in this new series. I think it's like a 10 episode series or something like that. Oh, wow. So enough time to tell a story and kind of get through it. Yeah. And because it's an original, like it's not like something that we already know. They probably just signed a smaller like deal just to get their feet wet um, with the story to figure out, you know, are people going to be interested in this or not? Which we are. I mean, (laughs) we definitely are going to be interested in it. But if it's not good, something that I've been seeing is lots of black people in particular supporting the black works just so that more black things can get made right whether you like it or not because the way that industry works is not on whether something is good or bad but if it has support right if it has support then more things like that can get made which if you're an artist you know it's an editing game you don't make a great thing every single time you make something but you make a number of things and then you edit down to what eventually becomes the the good piece and so if right. we can keep supporting the the things that are out there whether they're eventually good or bad, we'll get some wins. eventually we'll get something really really good and so that's exciting i'm excited to support another work like this so that hopefully we can have more things like it yes well another thing like it which i am super excited for this one but tiffany hallish or tiffany haddish and ali huang are going to be in a new netflix animated series called tuca and birdie um which it's basically about two 30 year old birds who are friends (laughs) but they're literally birds um and these two women are so funny And so I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with this Um, because, yeah, it's like funny black woman and a funny, I think she was Asian. Yes, she's Asian and a funny Asian woman. Um, And they're just being friends. Like I went through and watched all of Ali Huang's series on Netflix, like Baby Cobra and the other one. And then I stalked her on social media. Like after I found her, I was like, yes, I am here for this. That's pretty cool. Something that previously a couple of years ago i was listening to the a podcast of two women who were older than 30 and being younger than 30 i felt oh this feels inappropriate me watching this because yeah, it's kind of sure. like my aunts having a conversation and i've never been privy to those conversations <laughs> yeah. but i think now that i'm officially of age i can partake in things like that and not feel as if I'm on the outside yeah but that I'm like kind of on the inside so well, that's because you're the target market now like before it's like when you're a kid and you're watching golden girls um you don't necessarily like understand it and it's uh, like because this golden isn't girls. for you no I you mean, can still love it I loved it I didn't know what I was laughing at but I loved it and the stuff that was funny it was funny but then as you get older like 
more of the references crack me up now because yeah like because i get it and even though i'm not like you know 60 like i can still relate to some parts of it to being a woman and growing yes and having pains so our boys neve and max are going to be (laughs) in a new tyler perry movie what yeah called nobody's fool and i'm pretty sure it's about catfishing so i'm pretty sure they just have like a short cameo i don't think they're actual stars why can't they just play themselves and be a part well of i think they are themselves ah yeah okay. i don't i don't picture them not being themselves but the clip that i saw of it looked really funny and i love neva max and max is leaving the show so i'm kind of like sad about that so this will be a good like oh i get to see them together again type of thing rest in another role i know he's like trying to go make movies and stuff well, which that's kind of what for he's him. passionate about forget his passion all right wow. i need you to be on these episodes of catfish wow capitalism yes tis i uh, uh, Solange dropped a little hint that her new album might be coming this fall. Too ready. I mean, she essentially, her last project was a classic. It is, is a, a classic. It is in the pantheon of important pieces of music and not just important, but important. And it's also a great piece of yeah. music. It's not just like, hey, here's someone's album and it was important for the time, but her album was important for the time and it was amazing so that i she could have not made another album for the rest of her life and still been good she could just continue to be herself which as a celebrity or as a person in the world a creator who has i don't know eyes on her she's awesome and what she does with saint heron is just amazing and all of the people that she's influencing and the art that's coming out of her camp is amazing and the aesthetics that she's introducing into the world or letting people see from her point of view it's all great she doesn't have to make another album but i'm very grateful to be receiving another piece of art from her and shoot if it's this fall cool if it takes longer i'm cool with that too yeah i think it's crazy because when she first came out i was kind of like having the same thing that i'm sure everybody else was having which was like okay what's going to be your stamp because like you can't come out and be another beyonce we already have beyonce so like what are you gonna do and i love it because she gives me something completely different than what her sister gives um but like you said like a seat at the table was just so good it's amazing i don't know how she's gonna top that like i don't want it to be like a like a lauren hill situation where it's like well that was your good one sis (laughs) Well, I mean, Lauren Hill really only has one studio album. The uh, MTV Unplugged stuff is completely different and almost like a completely different person making the music, even though it is coming from her body. It's conceptually way on the other side of the spectrum. It's emotionally way on the other side of the spectrum. Content-wise, it's super, super heavy and cryptic and spiritual and yeah it's very different i mean i guess because they're both from her yeah. you can compare them and say like you kind of well, technically to. did make both of these and i like both of them but i like both of them differently and even though one didn't have that same type of commercial success most people don't even really consider those to be like the unplugs as being like a real album it's like yeah she no one album and she made some other things which too. i mean like i don't i never really want that for artists that i like or that i stand for which you know 
forget stan culture we'll talk about that later but um i think that like i just want them to keep producing good stuff like frank ocean so i love him so much and he puts out stuff and i'm like man how is he gonna top this and then he puts out something else and i'm just like by golly wow it's all good (laughs) g willikers sir and so with solange like even though you know like I love Lauren Hill and she's a classic and you know, she's a gem uh-huh. in her own right. She is herself. Yes. She is herself. herself and a gem in her own right. Like I just know that Solange has like so much in her. Yes, definitely. And I'm just like, unleash that sis. So she's I'm hoping that this new project is going to blow my socks away because honestly this year I haven't like, I haven't had the album that it's like, Yes, this is the album. I mean, I've been listening to uh, How to Dress Well's new album, and that's been great, but it's new, so I can't tell if I'm going to like it like in a couple weeks from now. But other than that, I can't think of a single album that I'm like, this is the one that I keep going back to. The Negro Swan by Blood Orange. Oh, I yeah, that is good. I stop listening to that yeah. album. And for me, that has been the 2018 album, even though it came out so late in the year. Yeah. I think that's why it's hard to feel like this is the album for this year because it just came out like a month ago. But it's excellent. And I would love for her work to be a, you know, to be added on to that. Like maybe maybe some people will surprise us towards the end of the year and come out with some I'm pretty some, sure that's what's going to happen, which I think that's what happened in 2017, which is why like the award shows were all up in arms because it was like, these came out in 2017, but technically it doesn't count towards like their thing. Oh, Cardi B's album was really good. Now that I think about it, like she had a lot of bops on there, Definitely but it didn't, it didn't bops. like touch my soul. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's, it's hard to do that mm, and that's yeah. okay. Well, speaking of award shows this past, I believe Thursday. Someday. Yeah. One day this week that I did not care about because I don't have cable. And also, I'm not going to invest my time in this, but <laughs> the BET Awards happened. Um, and just watching the clips alone, like the award shows have changed so much. Like they've upped their quality. Um, their performance level quality is different, which, oh wow, mind you all, the last time that I like actively sat down and watched the BET Awards show, like it was on VHS. So that was the last or VH1. time. VH1. No. I recorded it on a VHS. Oh, you meant VHS. Yeah, I okay. meant VHS. Okay. That was the last <laughs> that was the last time I watched it. Um like the whole thing through. After that, I think I caught one of Usher's performances for one of them and wow. he He just looked like he needed a lot of assistance. Okay. Um he was doing his best. And wow. so I stopped watching them because yeah, they just they stopped interesting me. Um but I did notice this year that they have a lot of random categories. Like, well, that's for a reason. Uh, I mean, please enlighten me because it seems like they just trying to give out awards for whatever reason now. Well, that's that's kind of the reason, but also since we'll say the mainstream award shows don't necessarily reward people appropriately, it's kind of like we want to see the people we want to see get awards. And so they'll make an award for him. I mean, okay. <laughs> like, best newcomer, best cool new youngster award. Yeah, which are basically the same award to me, but okay. Yeah. 
urban contemporary right. best over 60 award like best what? award best t-shirt award like come on guys best rap song in a rap song <laughs> in a rap video award best feature in a feature award right mm. best youtube meme rap song yikes award. <laughs> they sh- that should be one like the meme award yes like the most yeah that would be so good song. that'd be pretty cool because that thanksgiving one would have won definitely like Thanks, three years ago potatoes, tomatoes. You name it. um so cardi b performed post baby and sis did her thing okay go Cardi. i watched the performance and it was really good it was really entertaining and it made me feel like you remember when we saw bruno mars um perform for the halftime show and i was amazing yeah after seeing cardi b perform i was like i would i would go see her like hold on a minute really yeah it was really entertaining like she which she always has entertaining shows i forget which one it was actually i think it was her performance at Lollapalooza. with her and chance no she was pregnant and it was just very interesting like there were strippers hanging from poles oh wow yeah there was a lot happening on the stage and so it was very visually engaging because there was always something happening and she did it this time, but it was more commercial. So there were like a lot of dancing and there was like a whole situation. And I was like, oh, okay. Like she's coming out as an artist now, not just like a rapper. Like she's trying to establish like, hey guys, I make art, which I've always thought because I'm like, if you're not writing your own rhymes, like you got to have something else that you're bringing to the table. Yeah, and so she's showing something. us like, this is what I'm bringing. I may not be bringing these, these fires. Like you're not going to find me freestyling. I mean, maybe don't you quote me know. on that. Cause watch her like secretly have bars and none of us know. Cause <laughs> or secretly have like a freestyle that happened to be good. <laughs> Sometimes you hit it. Sometimes you hit the wave <laughs> and it's like, Oh man, that was a really hot freestyle. But Usually no one's there for well, it. Well, I've never hit that wave, so. Well, it's pretty cool <laughs> if you hit it, like, once in your life. You know when you hit it. Oh, well, I just usually don't rap because I can't, so. Well, there you go. Yeah, Um. so that's that. X, 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 X. Tentacion. Extension uh, won the Best New Hip Hop Artist Award. Huh. Yeah, which. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing. I peep it. Um, I could not name a song of his to save my life. If you had a gun to my head right now, I was like, Ashley, I'm going to blow your brains out unless Ashley, you name I'm one of his songs. Blow your brains out unless you can name one of his songs. I got nothing. Like I would just have to take that L. Cause Could you guess a name of one of them? If you were gonna make up a name, Percocet Lean. No. Molly Drippin. No. Lean on that. Oh, that almost went real well, explicit. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. What what's his song? What's his? Look at me. So I was close, almost. Lean on. Uh, uh, I mean, they're, they're right different. in the same arena, though. They're very different. What was the context of that song? Um. Mm-hmm. Well. Yep. Yeah, I was there. Kind of. Yes. Okay. Hey, I see. What, I knew I see. it. I know what you're thinking. I, I can, knew it. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Wait. What's his like main song though? That was the big one. Oh, that was it? it? How have I never heard this? You have heard it. If I I, I played it, you'd be like, oh, okay, I know that song. Dang. I'll play it for you after the show. How would I know the song, though? You don't know that it's his song. Uh, It was a song that was on a lot of, like, short videos and 
it wasn't it, around during the Vine time, but the meme videos from uh, it, like, it has a really crazy drop. Wait, is it the one with all the hearts and stuff? Like, the people, like, the emojis? Emoji? Yeah, there was, like, a meme where everybody was, like, putting emojis in the video. I'll show it to you no, afterwards. It wasn't. Yeah. It's not that one. Guys, I, I got nothing. It's got a crazy beat that drops that sounds really distorted and super heavy. I like, but who did that man? Can't get my, my pants. Was wow. I was definitely I on it. I mean, <laughs> if you heard the beat, you would know it. Okay, I'll have to look it up. Well, he won Best New Hip Hop Artist. I don't know if that's warranted. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm not going to like, I get what they're doing and, you know, rest in peace and all that, but... If I look at my music from the past year that I've added. Shout out Apple Music. Definitely. But also kind of boo on y'all for not getting our podcast up in a week. Well, it's coming. Let's mm-hmm. let's see. There were lots of really good. Well, maybe they didn't come out in time. Yeah, I know I the timelines know. are really weird. Yeah, they're re- the, the timelines are really weird. But really I mean, weird. like, because I don't remember if Juice, like Juice World was... In That's that running? Year? No. Couldn't have been. He wasn't? I, I do. Like it. his album? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe he did win Best New Rap Art or Hip Hop Artist. I don't know. I've never really listened to his music, so I have no, no really like. <laughs> You've definitely heard it. I mean, it's probably happened to me, but I've never like went and sought his music. I could see that. So, you know, I'm kind of whatever. And, like, I listen to, like... You listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of music. And I very much try to give everybody a chance. Like, if I see somebody and they put out an album, unless you're Kanye, I will listen to it. Best new hip-hop artist. I mean, it depends on how they define new is very... Or best. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by best? Best, like, as far as record sales? Best as far as, like public perception because <laughs> yeah right i think they meant to eh, 2017 to 2018 like daniel caesar's album was good but that's not like a i yeah. guess it's not that's not hip-hop a hip-hop i don't album. know i mean if you guys can think of who should have won like the best new hip-hop artist it. like go ahead and let us know honestly i'm pretty sure i don't know I'm pretty sure at least one of them little white rappers are on there, which I don't Possibly. know which one is. Oh, what about what's his face? Six nine Tamagotchi. Yeah, six nine. I don't think he should have won, but I know that he's had a good year. Best new hip hop. Oh, I guess Juice World was on that. See, he should have won. Definitely. And You're not in a biased Juice way. Juice World, Lil Baby. Who? <laughs> Lil Baby. Okay. Rich the Kid and Block Boy JB. Rich the Kid. I feel I think, like I've heard of him, but he is, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know who Lil Baby is. Uh, I don't know. I know H&R Block or whatever his name is. And <laughs> I know Rich the Kid. Um, but Juice World did a one. Yeah, because if you haven't listened to his album like this kid, I mean, we could talk about him later. We could talk about him later because he's one of ours. So we can we can go hype. But yeah, he should have won. Also, that that's kind of unfair because. Right. XXX Tentacion. You can't play the dead card. Playing the dead card. If we look at timing wise, let's say a year is this big. X had music going for this much of the year. Yeah, that's true. For like that. And so. If they were to do it yeah. right now, 
I mean, Juice's new take with Future. Oh my gosh, so good. Tracks number five and down. We finna listen to that after this. It's pretty good. But yeah. um, Sorry that took so long. No, I mean, it is what it is. So then in speaking of XXTacion, did I get it? You can just call him X. A lot of people just call him X. I I never remember. XXXTentacion, but you could just call him X. Oh, okay. Well, it's easier. I mean, is it though? Because I could be talking about Exhibit, which that's the X that I know. So or DMX, or DMX. like I don't. What? These young kids, y'all just Bring can't be it. coming in here and assuming that like you say X, and I'm like, oh, uh, who we talk about? Vin Diesel, like stop it. From t- what? Triple there are a X. lot of X's. Uh, exhibit was also Exhibit, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he was in the movie. Like, see, there's too much. That's funny. X- okay. All yeah. Right, I'll give it. So to I have now. to try to say his name. So I just call him Extension. So. No disrespect. I called him that when he was alive, too. Well, there you have it. Uh, Yeah, Vic had some words for him in his diss track, um, which I guess kind of segues us into For the Culture. He's a part of it. Yeah. Did you listen to the diss track? No, but I know a lot of Vic's music, and when he has words for somebody, he usually comes pretty strong. So he didn't. It was actually probably the worst thing that I've heard from him, like bars wise. It was actually really whack. Wow. I get what he was saying, though. But at the point that like. He's not going to ever want to be on this podcast if you say that his music is whack. I didn't say his music was whack. I said that track was whack. All right, cool. I mean, he can take that L and he can come on the podcast and we can have a conversation about it. But like he can't tell me bars wise that he feels confident that that's the best work that he's ever put out. Oh, okay. Yeah, then, and I'm like, if you're gonna diss, fine. and if you're gonna diss somebody who is dead, while I do agree with the message, he was alive when he made the bars. That was a part of the controversy. Okay, yeah, he made it while X was alive, and then he died. Well, then that kind of makes it worse. Yeah, well, they couldn't do anything about it because that, that means you had real time to like think about it, though. Well, he probably wouldn't have said it that way if. He well, no, dead. if he was alive, I mean, like, if you said that when he was alive, then bars should have been fire. Like, you should have came at his neck to where there could have been no question. Because it, it was just whack. Like, it was real. Like, the bars mm-hmm. were whack. Like, he could have come a lot harder. He could have come a lot harder. And I'm like, if you're going to go there, you need to go there. Like, you can't be coming on these diss tracks, like, and, you know, like, when... Like, yeah, like thinking about like Nikki and Remy, like in their beef and the second one that Nikki put out. Oof. It's like, sis, she just flayed your whole life in this song. Yeah. And you're going to come out with some features in a song and try to diss her on a diss well, track? It wasn't a diss track. Mm. BT Awards always has ciphers, which are groups. Yeah, of no, no, no. Laughing. Yeah. Which I know that that wasn't a diss track, but it was like that was the point of all that he was talking about and i get the message and i do completely support that part like yes we should not be supporting these like misogynistic like women abusing lyrics just because they're over a hot beat like we should not be doing that but also i like a classic diss rap so like if you're gonna come for somebody you, like you wanted a real diss track yeah i'm like gonna be don't there. tip your toe in the water and like oh i'm gonna kind of because uh, then now that there's this controversy after you know extension has passed and like time has passed but not enough for everybody to really be over it it's right. like you it's coming out a with fresh. a weak rap and you're talking about him? Like, that's two L's. And his mom was in the audience? Three L's. Three L's that you did not have to take. Mm, I, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, because it's like he could have just not gone there. 
and put out something completely better because everything else that he has is great. Yeah, that's true. He, he makes a lot of really good music. Yeah. I've been listening to, to his stuff for a long time. Love your music, Vic. Um, I guess that Vic is a Chicago artist that can bring us into For the Culture. So from Vic, something that I'm curious about, and if you're listening, let me know what you think, but where is the line between supporting artists who have done bad things? Yeah. Now, I bring this up because Kanye kind of canceled yeah he's he's pretty canceled can't come back someone who's a hundred per 2200 percent canceled r kelly oh yes super canceled. hard cancel super duper canceled without without a doubt without a doubt it's hard because i love all that music but yeah it's like the barbecue music i know and he's mastered like I had that to delete aesthetic. him off the whole <laughs> he's playlist he's mastered it he can come out with an with a classic right now if he want at any time but he does not support the community like like he should and he he's involved in some really bad stuff that it's not really forgivable um but now vic i think he's in a position where he got called out yeah on his stuff he's like man how are you gonna be talking about x who you know is a child right not excusing his actions but he's no, a yeah child. he's a baby he's a baby and he he had some some allegations against him of some really bad things that he's done. Right. Particularly violence against women. Now, X, or sorry, Vic, coming out and speaking against him, the backlash was, well, like, you just Wait, released bro. an album <laughs> where you talked about choking your girl. And so are you in a position to critique someone who was involved in some of the same activities that you were involved in? Fair enough, you know the pot calling the kettle black, but it's not like he's gonna be like, "Well, I support that stuff." I know that he's saying he doesn't support it, and as a person and as an artist, he wants to grow. But it seems like it's a a very slippery slope in trying to support artists and their work when they've done things that are somewhat unsavory. But then, as people, I know that people don't want to be held to their worst moments people would right. usually like to be held to their their best moments and now something that i completely understand is that say for instance you do something bad you apologize for it and then you want to move on that doesn't mean that the person or people that you've hurt have to forgive you or right. have to move on because they may still be dealing with the consequences of your actions and even though you've grown and moved forward that doesn't mean that the rest of the world has to move with you right now when you have the whole world's eyes on you you know you might say hey i'm not that person i'm different but if people are hurt like they have a right to be hurt yeah i mean i think what makes the difference though and i think what a lot of these artists don't do enough of is like own your mistakes and apologize and then like try to genuinely change like don't do that anymore because i think what happens is a lot of times like they'll do the kanye apology and apologize for our feelings or that's not a real apology or they'll just like say hey guys forget what i did and then gloss over it and then like keep moving on to doing the same exact thing and so it's kind of like 
if a, if artists would just genuinely like think of us all as people and not like dollar signs, like they would be able to move a lot farther from these things. So mm. like when Chance, you know, he had his little slip up when he was like out there supporting, you know, Kanye. And I get the message that he was saying and he was entitled to his own opinion. But then he saw the effects that that was having on the people and then apologized and we haven't really heard him say anything about Kanye that we've been like, oh, man, I need to shun him for. Granted, he is working on an album with him, but I think he knows what's up. Like, I'm not listening to that crap. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that apologies go a long way. And that goes for everybody. But you got to be sincere. And you can't just apologize to, like, apologize. Or, like, apologize so that people forget Like, you need to apologize to make amends. And I think that that's not what a lot of these artists are doing. They're not trying to make amends. They're just trying to get us to shut up and forget and buy the next thing. Right. Like, they're not owning up to the the backlash. It's like, I want to apologize, but I want those people I hurt to still rock with me. Right. And a much bigger sort of statement would be like, I apologize. And I understand if you don't want to rock with me because of where I've been at. Yep. And that's totally reasonable. I'm still going to be an artist and I'm still going to make stuff. And I'll appreciate whoever comes along with me for my journey as I grow as a person. But I did some really messed up stuff, you know, yeah. and, I, and I can't take that back. And I haven't, I don't think I've seen any artist who's apologized like that. Everybody else has been like, yeah, it's bad. You know what? I'm sorry, but we got to move forward. We got to get past this. And it's like, no, no, (laughs) we don't. That's not living in the real world. That's that's living in a fantasy. Well, it's because as listeners, like we're all real people. And I think they forget that. Like, yes, I'm a listener and I might just be like a number that you see on your statistics sheet. But, like, I'm a person, and so the same way I expect anybody to apologize to me, like, I expect you to do the same thing. And so half the time, it's like, all I'm looking for is for you to acknowledge what you did, apologize, and then we can, like, move forward together. And so it's almost like if we, like, when artists try to apologize and they don't do it well like I think something that Vic could have done that would have been a completely different message and would have spun this in a completely different direction is if he brought light to his own misgivings as opposed to somebody else having to dig up dirt and if he was like hey guys look I know I just talked about this on my last album this is what I'm feeling about that you know I'm I'm a I'm sorry for those actions and I don't condone those something I want to do is moving forward is to, you know, kind of attack this misogyny in music and let's do it together. Like that would have made us on his side as opposed to like trying to find the finger. Cause if he brought it up himself, it would have been completely, di- completely, completely different, which he might feel like he did by making a song and referencing it. Even though I know that I that's, mean... not, that's not, that's <laughs> not, it's bringing it up, but yeah, it's kind of like if I say, "Yeah, I killed somebody." Yeah, that's woo, not an immense of guilt. But then, like the person I killed, you know, their family is like, "Wait, what?" Hey, this person killed, you know, my family member, and right. then the apology is like, "Oh yeah, my bad," but you know, we gotta we gotta stop the violence. And it's Did like, he even say my bad though? I don't think he ever said I'm sorry. I remember for... there was an Instagram post where there was an apology. Yeah, I don't think he said he apologized to the mom. He apologized yeah. to Extension's mom. He never apologized for talking about hitting some girl in a song or even apologize to that girl well, i mean i think he said they were cool but like that's that's not an apology oh yeah I, that's you're right that's not an <laughs> apology like at least not that we saw okay 
He's a public figure, so I guess some of that stuff has to be considered. Yeah, like if your life is super public, then... Or you want your life to be super public, you're acting like... Yeah, like you want it to be super public, or even like, even these Instagram people, or like YouTubers, or you know, live streamers, anybody who has their life out there, like in the public eye... Like your life is now public. And so some things that you do, you got to suck it up and, and and acknowledge that, yes, not everything can be swept under the rug and kept private. Like granted, some things should be, but they're just not. So if you mess up publicly, you kind of got to apologize publicly. Yeah. And deal with it public. Right. Deal with it publicly. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah. Interesting thought. But well, also, I want to um, just take a brief moment to talk about Stan culture. Okay, talk about it. Because, yes, what Vic was saying is true. And I do know that a lot of the people who were coming for Vic were not coming for him because of his message, which it's kind of like, you know, eat the fish and spit out the bones. Yes, Vic did his thing and he did that or whatever. But you can't knock that his message that women need to be treated better in music is wrong. Correct. But all these extension fans are now coming for him because they're feeling some type of way. And then it's like, yeah, but do you realize that now you are enabling this message? Like, because X isn't here. So you don't really have to defend him. Like, (laughs) but you're choosing to because of you like his music. Like, I just think a lot of people are so quick to stand behind somebody and they'll get all up in arms, you know, trying to trying to fight for their fave when in actuality, and I tweet this out all the time, like your fave is probably trash, like 99% chance your fave is trash. And that's because as humans, we are all trash and we're just trying to figure out how to get through this life. So you should not be out here like trying to go hard for your fan or for your fave and like be bullying people on Twitter or like harassing people on Instagram. Like that's not what we're going to do. And I hope that Stan culture stays behind in 2018 because it's Mm. getting now to a point where it is toxic. Like everybody's trying to go through people's DMS and trying to go through people's Twitter lines and like figure out who did what, when, and figure out how they can expose somebody. And it's like, mind your own business, like work on (laughs) you. Deal with you because guess what? Your fave is not thinking about you. One hundred percent chance. That's that's definitely true. So I like mean, while yeah. you're going down somebody's Twitter line trying to figure out, you know, last time they said the N word or whatever, well, like you could be putting all that energy into doing something for yourself to wow. better yourself. How about that? Yeah. So let's leave stand culture behind. Don't stand for anybody, okay? Like everybody's equally trash. Okay. Uh, and speaking of something that is not trash. Nice. We yes, it's it's nice to kind of get out. Come on, of that. recycling. Come on, reduce, reuse, and recycle. That is the message. Uh, we went to a really cool open mic. Yes. Oh my gosh. And yes. that was just last night. So shout out to Surreal Chicago for having an amazing open mic. Normally, at least open mics that I've been to oh are kind of like a crapshoot. It's like you don't yeah. know who's going to be there, who's going to show up, what the vibe's going to be, what type of people are going to be there. Um, what talent you, they have. Yeah, what, what talent they have. You just never know. But this group just put on an amazing production. There were a lot of great people in the audience and they had a set of featured artists who anchored the show, which yes, I think which was really cool. It was a really so great smart. idea. Really, really smart. We had lots of 
really great capable artists there and then they filled in between the featured artists with other local talent who may not have as much pull but that also kind of held the night so that people were there for right. you know almost everybody which was really 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 great i hope they have more events like this in the future yeah and i think they have one coming up at the skating rink i forget the date but there's well, gonna be i thought one that was that Linwood. one guy's event that wasn't surreal's event. no i think it was i think they're all gonna be there oh okay maybe yeah I mean, we'll find the details and you can follow us on Twitter. But yeah, yeah we'll tweet I think it, out. it was. If you're in Chicago and you happen to go to a good open mic or like a variety night where Chicago artists are performing and you know it's good or they need some support, let us know. Tweet yeah. it out. Send it to us. We would love to be out there supporting local artists and local businesses, people who are really about it and trying to make their mark on the culture. I think that that is something that we just have to do more of because if we don't support right. ourselves, no one's going to make it out and then no one's going to come back yeah. you know, to invest in the, the spaces that, that still need help. Yes. And like we both have extremely high social anxiety. And when I tell you this was like it wasn't at a venue, it was in somebody's apartment. But it felt good. I mean, it felt good. It felt good and uncomfortable. It was, but it was really nice to be in a safe black space. Yeah, definitely. Like, to be able to support black artists. The primary of the artists there were black. Um, there were a few Latinas and Latinos and Latinx and some white people. Um, but it was great to be in a space that you could feel safe to like be yourself and enjoy yourself and. Yeah, like Chip said, I was shocked that everyone was as good as they were because sometimes you go to, you know, open mics and it's almost like going to season one of American Idol auditions. <laughs> it was not like that. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get. And so this, it was all like everybody, mostly everybody did a really good job. And I was thoroughly impressed with almost everybody who performed. Yeah, I agree. I was I was really impressed with what a lot of people brought. And I think supporting young artists or people who are just starting their careers in certain places, you know, there has to be some grace. And there was a lot of grace. I felt yeah. like everybody who was there yeah, was really understood nice. what was going on and wanted to support the good in everybody performing. And that spirit, I think, it just carried throughout the whole night. And it allowed for the space to feel safe and it allowed yeah. for the space to be so generous. And, you know, there were no crazy fights. Like, yeah, there no, weren't no people crazy arguing. fights. No one shot. Like, you know, people were listening to the hosts. Everybody was working together to kind of make the night a great night. And so it was just really awesome. So, shout out to Surreal Chicago. Yes. You can find them. I just looked them up in a generic Instagram search and found yeah. them immediately. It's at Surreal Shy, I believe. You can search Surreal Chicago. You'll be able to find them. Uh, they put on a great open mic, and there were lots of great performers there. Uh, one, which is definitely a, a friend of the podcast, Ooh. and his name is Daylight Tone. Daylight Tone. So, uh, yeah, follow him. He makes really great feel-good music. He's from Chicago, but he's been all around the country, and he's just a good dude. He makes friends wherever he goes, and his music is really, really awesome. Definitely some good vibes if you're if you're in the mood to feel good. So where does that leave us now? Um, Affect the yeah. culture. So... I don't think I have anything specific to go do, but I would say 
find a local artist support them find a local black yeah. owned business support it uh listen to this podcast S- support us yeah, support us let us know about local black owned businesses and artists so we can support them this is a space for that yes so, definitely um, throughout the week if you find or know of any please tweet them out to us let us know and so that as we continue the show and move forward, we can plug these different places and artists and things like that. And should you be, you know, an owner of a business or an artist and you want like a specific plug, let us know. We could work something out and get you on the show in, in some form or, cap- or a capacity, whether that be some ad space or like literally having you on the show to yeah. talk and connect with us because that's what this is all about. Which if you are reaching out in that aspect, I would say your best bet is going to be to email us, um, which that is at moodthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm not the best with social media, so reaching out via email, that is definitely going to be your way to contact us. But if you just want us to know an artist, definitely just tweet me because I don't want our email to be spammed with random soundcloud rappers no offense. well i mean if you're good maybe there were no, some random do soundcloud rappers there that were really i don't good. want them in the email box like oh not in me. the email yeah box. not in the oh, email okay. box that's I for like you. business stuff so there are a couple of you that i saw and i told you i was gonna reach yeah. out to you i'm definitely gonna reach out to you so we can work together yes um yeah other than that i guess you guys can follow us on instagram and twitter at mood the podcast um in there you will find links to i guess other places that you can support us or listen or you know if you're on a free trial right now listening to us somewhere then we have some free places that you can listen to us so also we'll post behind that paywall yeah we'll post more um on those pages like the different artists that we think that you should be listening to and things like that we may start a playlist Mm. um soon just to kind of boost these artists but yeah the playlist aspect yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's it for this week, is it? That might Did be it for this everything? week. I think so. Yeah, okay. Well, we will see you next Tuesday. All right. Lo- yeah, see you <laughs> next Tuesday. All right. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.